0: This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell River's community radio station. You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahomen Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to episode 37. We will be exploring the use of timing techniques with my second anonymous client. And I really enjoy this because they're real charts, real people, and you, the listener, gets to see just how this works. We will also be looking at some interesting aspects that follow us through the month of July and what might happen with Saturn's final check through Capricorn. But let's take a look at a career question. So thank you to my second anonymous client. The question she posed is, what direction should I be going with my art? If I broke it down, it is a lot more specific questions. Is it a hobby just for me to do? Or should I try to make money at it? Do I teach people or do my own stuff? Do I focus on one thing or on many? How do I do this without driving myself batty? Wow. Okay. This is going to be an interesting Mm -hmm. chart. The question is similar to a career question, and therefore I will follow an outline that takes me down that road. As always, I start with the Saturn question. Which Saturn cycle are they in? If this was a chart of someone in their first Saturn cycle, art may or may not be a known quantity for this person. My approach would be very different. Am I dealing with someone who is already committed to this road, or can they be still searching for a direction? So obviously, you know, that matters. The chart ruler is a real indicator of where this person's life will be focused. For a career in art, I will want to see an appropriate signature of, let's say, a prominent fifth house, a prominent Venus, Leo, Virgo, 2nd and 10th, and possibly Taurus and Libra. Those are the signs ruled by Venus. How fortunate is this chart? Um, Is Jupiter and Venus the two benefics? Are they well-placed? And I'm just hearing my phone. Um, With little malefic action to get in the way of success? a real crystal ball question would be presented with a uh, first, before the first Saturn return. I would look also for the tenacity to run the distance barring sudden fame because career, an art career is, yeah, this is not a simple straightforward, yeah, road to pick. In the second Saturn cycle I would look at the creative signature less and the timing cycle more. There are timing signatures that will show the end of one career and the start of another. This would be more about looking for the lucky break of transit's timing that emphasized the 10th house uh, being seen or noticed in the 11th house connection. Uh, I'm just going to make a little antidote here. I did do a chart, and again, this was back in my former modern astrology career 20 years ago, of a fairly recognizable artist in uh, Jasper, BC, who was asking, you know, like, um, you know, what's in her near future relative to her art. And sure enough, she had some transits that were about to come up and go through her 10th. And what happened is she got discovered by South Korea um, and their art world there, and pretty soon was mounting a show in South Korea. So yeah, timing can be important. Okay, so transits obviously to the 10th or to the 11th because that's connections. That's somebody seeing your work, connecting to somebody somewhere else and saying, you've got to see this person's stuff, etc. Or chapters that show a peak period and a loosening of the bonds. Um, In my study of this Hellenistic technique, um, oftentimes people get discovered during a loosening of the bond. The doing of art would be only questioned if the chart showed no indicators of a possible positive change of status. For example, moving into a zodiacal releasing chapter of endings, the question included which art to practice and the chart will point that out too. If I was looking at the third Saturn cycle, this is when we know we must make our mark or keep quiet. Or make our mark for our own sense of honoring ourself. Again, timing will say start with or a peak period or a finish. Tenth, how visible is this person supposed to be at this time in their life? Okay, so let's look at our chart. And it is up on the website. So if you're following along, I recommend that you pull the chart up so that you can... See what I'm talking about. But for those who don't have it on, yeah, if you're not following this from um, my website or from CJMP's website, this is a day chart. It has Virgo rising, Mars in the first, okay. There are also uh, two of the uh, modern planets, Pluto and Uranus there as well. Okay, and you'll look and you'll see the top of the chart is, oh my goodness, it is loaded. Okay, so in the 10th, we have the North Node, the MC, Merc, pardon me, uh, Sun in Gemini, uh, Jupiter, and Venus. This is a loaded. And the X in this chart, uh, if people have noticed it, that's called the Part of Fortune. Not a bad thing to have in the 10th, either. You'll notice that Mercury is in Taurus in the 9th, uh, Saturn is in Pisces in the 7th, and the Moon is in Aquarius in the 6th. And down below the horizon, um, along with the Moon, is Neptune and Scorpio in the 3rd. Okay, but definitely a top-heavy chart and definitely a day chart. This person is in their second Saturn cycle, which would indicate that art is a known quantity, which she can devote all her energy towards after a recent retirement from a job. Hmm, okay. The The client's chart shows a great deal of mutable energy. There is a need for a broad path through life or and this Gemini thing can literally be two careers. Gemini and the 10th ruled by the steersman. Okay. Our steersman, if you can remember, is who's ruling the, um, the first house because that will show the likely direction and focus of the client's life. Okay. Um, so it's ruled by that steersman. It will be important to see where it's located so what is the focus of her life this client has virgo rising the steersman is mercury and it's in ninth in taurus well that's two check marks for creative and art a venus ruled sign on the net ninth yes to teach techniques especially fine art taurus does have values to uphold In the ninth, exploring art from all over the world in an embodied, comfortable way. Okay. Taurus is, yeah, it knows um, the true value of um, aesthetically pleasing, whether it's visual or um, musical or uh, physical. Yeah. It covers that whole spectrum. And it enjoys that embodied experience of life. Okay, so the first house, uh, from a Hellenistic side, we would note Mars. She has a day chart giving Mars a very malefic status. Ow. Critical divisive quality, too. If it's her art expression, we might expect statement pieces very well executed. What does Mars rule? It takes this quality to the eighth. Joint finances, death, and taxes. Not exactly an art thing, (laughs) you wouldn't think. We know that she worked as a clerk at her local government district. Mars also rules the third house. Local government would fit here. So how would she transfer that martial drive to her art? The 8th would want subject matter that carried difficult themes or moods as an Aries house directed and to the point. The Scorpio 3rd house will echo what the 8th house says, adding in local relevance or family and sibling themes. Hmm. In art, this can be representational or abstract, so it doesn't have to be... You know, um, like political statements or um, storytelling type art. doesn't have to be. It can be reflected in the way if she used an abstract style or it could be reflected through the mood of the piece or the colors she used. Having the malefic so prominent holds a challenge to teaching of art. Hmm. This is not going to be the touchy-feely type teacher. Nah. Um, She wants to get it right um, herself and for others. Skill mastery would be a question to see how well she works with her Mars energy. Okay, so how self-critical is she? Uh, Yeah, I'd want to ask a question about that. Teaching would be a challenge vis-a-vis her ability to deliver criticism. Uh, Mars in the first can have a heavy hand And lots of students don't respond well to that. The steersman Mercury, though, is in mutual reception with his ruler, Venus in Gemini. This is a huge bonus point and helps Venus and Jupiter who are under the beams of the sun. Okay, a little um, side piece on Under the Beams. Planets under the beams can be swallowed up by the sun, who is the source of energy in a person's life. Okay, this is a possible explanation of why she has not been doing her art as the main gig. To turn the energy towards her art, I believe, is possible. The ruler of all these points... Sun, Jupiter, Venus, and the MC, the North Node, all of that stuff, all in Gemini, in the 10th house, okay, is Mercury. And he is not encumbered by the Sun or by the malefics. As she says this, she's just double-checking. Yeah, she has trines to and sextiles to the malefics. So, yeah. Um, okay, so I would look at this with that Taurus 9th could be literally read as the study collecting and producing of fine art. Her job at the city does not reflect this, right? Tenth house group as she worked behind the scenes. My first thought is it's now or never for you to make your mark out in the world. And um, yeah, the 10th is about our status, how we're seen in the world um, and being seen. Her son is up there. You know, it's like there's this energy that wants to shine out in the world. Having both benefics conjunct here poses a question. I would expect to hear that she already has had a degree of success already. The north node may indicate that she must choose to put herself out there to be judged by Mercury and Taurus in the ninth. So I haven't talked a lot about the nodes, but the nodes, depending on what school of astrology you're studying, for some, the nodes are um, key to understanding, let's say, either an evolutionary journey or a karmic journey. The south node, which is always completely opposite to the north node they are um, uh, mathematical points that point to where the moon crosses the orbit of the earth in relationship to the sun and so there's always eclipses that will happen and today we've got one of those the nodes are very close to the full moon today and so we get an eclipse anyway that's the nodes the south node represents what you've come in with and the north node represents where you're wanting to go. Okay, so the where you're wanting to go is a choice because you can just stay put in the same old same old. So my sense is that um, that she needs to choose to come out with her art. Uh, So now where does my eye travel to next? And typically I do have Moon in Capricorn. I will go looking for Saturn, and in a day chart, Saturn has—he is a malefic, but he's doable, and he can um, add that piece of discipline and um, taking responsibility. Okay, so. This is what I've wrote. Uh, Saturn, the guy who can dictate how well we develop discipline and set boundaries around where we focus our energies. Remember, her art was not her job first. Saturn is in Pisces in the seventh, opposite Mars by degree. Hmm. Tying the malefics together and squaring the Gemini group. Oh, 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 oh. And you can, I mean, it's very obvious when you look at her chart, you can see the literal, and they call these T-squares, right? So we've got the opposition, Saturn, Mars, and they're all pointing to that huge group in Gemini. Okay. This is literally a pivotal script in her life and would operate in many areas of her life, not just in reference to this question. A line from her question, do I focus on one thing or on the many, and how do I do this without driving myself batty, that's basically a statement that says what that chart looks like. The T-square. Okay. The T-square aspect is legendary in client charts and gets a lot of attention and a lot of study. Here we see all but two of the seven points caught up in a T-square. Its operation is vital. Let's break it down a bit. Saturn in Pisces is not an easy signature, and I'm very happy to see this is a day chart making Saturn as a malefic one that is doable. But, ooh, I gotta flesh this out. This is the hurdle, I believe. Okay, Saturn, Pisces 7th Face-to-face relationships pose a problem around energetically getting swamped by others' needs and moods, even sometimes to the point of codependence. With realistic boundaries of separation, EI, this is your feelings and you're responsible for those feelings and these are my feelings and I'm responsible for my own. Doing that tactic can set a proper balance. Okay. Mars in this scenario brings in cruelty to criticism. Ouch. So if you get caught up in that um, codependent thing, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Establishing boundaries will take faith. The square from Venus-Jupiter conjunction can make communicating what will actually work possible. So that's a bonus in solving the T-square. the Venus Jupiter well the whole Gemini combination has the capacity to figure out how to say with respect and that's the square right squares are worked through using respect Um, and with respect one can set up the proper balance and boundaries the opposition okay Um, and what about the remaining two planets the Moon, yeah, sitting out, well, not quite. The Moon makes a sign-based square to Mercury, the steersman. Very good. And is in Aquarius another fixed sign. So we've got Mercury in Taurus is fixed, and Aquarius is fixed. These two offer an anchor to all the mutability here. And that's that drive-myself-batty with all that mutability, okay? Okay. And it offers a foil to Saturn in Pisces. Okay, moon in Aquarius, what can it do really well? Detachment. Detachment from getting absorbed by personal relationships. Okay, getting overwhelmed in that Saturn-Pisces way. In our second Saturn trip around the sun, making our mark is what the movers and shakers need to do. Maturity of her Saturn piece is crucial. The above piece can say, I am there for my face-to-face relationships, and I am there for myself. This is what the square requires, respect. The moon in Aquarius knows that supporting our individuality on a day-to-day level, that's moon in the sixth, makes moving into the future possible possible. Otherwise, we are all hamsters on the wheel of life, stuck doing laps. Establishing a balance that is equitable is a must. Time for relationship. I'm not saying, you know, don't be the um, support person with uh, Saturn in the seventh. It's just there must be time for self daily. Okay, that's not an option. You have to establish the balance. This answered, she can move on to where to take her art. If the Saturn is not functioning well, others will take up all of the space in her life. When I look at this chart from a purely art perspective, the following statement comes to mind. Gemini on the 10th, her art communicates by connecting many threads, themes in a joyous, Venus Jupiter language that speaks to timeless values of beauty. Mercury Taurus 9th. The Virgo Mars is the ability to have razor sharp execution. Ooh, I would love to see this art. Art produced and put out in the world is an act of teaching. Okay so you don't actually have to have students because people who are learning art what do they do? They study other people's art. I would not recommend teaching. This could easily bring back the imbalance in her daily routine. And her Mars would be a challenge to students. Back to what I look at in art. She has the heart energy for making a statement in the world. Good fortune there too. The talent Virgo, Taurus, and the Mercury Venus being uh, mutually receptive, well placed. Okay, Mars is not so great, but I think it's workable. The key is Saturn in Pisces, ruling the fifth. That must be working, or she is lost in unhealthy boundaries. Okay, now what does the timing say to this question? The book changes in her life zodiacal releasing chart show she will change from a steady-as-she-goes Aquarius fixed book to Pisces, a peak peak period of twelve years in 2021. Her peak periods are full and will demand all she has got, and in her case, this is the first one she has had. She has approximately a year to get her ducks in a row. Yikes! She must get this party started now. Okay. The internal timing, what does it say? Okay, the progressed Sun is in Cancer and will be there another six years. So no chapter change there. This puts the Moon central still to day-to-day routine has got to have that balance between self and other, doing for the group or doing her own thing. Got to be a balance. Using midpoints, I notice that Sun is catching up to Jupiter-Pluto which points to creations of magical effects. And that's about a year away. Then the sun catches up to Mars, Jupiter, creative power. All right, internal timing, this is good. Progress moon though, is just entering the seventh. Okay, this will be where the work needs to happen. There will be a series of squares over the next year and a bit culminating with a conjunction to Saturn. The squares are to that 10th house group, obligations of 7th house relationships running into getting out into the world with art. Okay, so this next year is critical um, to, if her boundaries around, um, yes, I can be there for you, but yes, I must be there for myself too. So basically, she's got a year to get that right. Okay, Uh, and like I said before, squares demand respect, and Saturn requires balance or boundaries. Her obligations to relationships need to respect that she has a life of art to pursue. This timing will put pressure on. Progress can be measured when the moon can join Saturn in November of 2021. Other important timing, her progress Venus, what she values, will sextile the MC by October. Oh, the possibilities of getting her art out in the world. And Venus conjoins the ascendant MC in about a year's time. It. I'm all about art, and this comes off the heels of Uranus exactly squaring Venus this April. The shockwave of a career coming to close, making this whole question of art a possible yes. The timing of the client's question is always fascinating. And I would say the timing is perfect. Coming soon, her, in- her internal timing would like her to have an art opening by September of 2022. And that's Jupiter conjunct the MC. And this is by secondary progression. The world will want production by January of 2023. Pluto conjuncts Mars. Hmm. Like I was saying earlier, she is in a 10th house um, peak period. And there's just so many examples in the course that I'm taking of people rising to prominence during a 10th house peak period. (laughs) Go girl. (laughs) Closer to this time, Mercury, her steersman, is catching up to an opposition to the moon. Daily routine of art needs to be firmly in place by May of 2022. Okay, so we can pretty much say... Internal timing is on board. Now, what about the transits? And again, transits are about you interfacing with the other 7 billion people on the planet. Okay, transiting Venus, which I would normally ignore in questions like these because she travels way too quick, has been taking her time to review, guess what, Gemini. And for our client, this review could well be, now what? I say time to make your mark. Adjust your priorities to create the balance that will let you do your art. The other unusual feature this year will be Mars' long journey through Aries. This is the client's eighth house. Obligations that involve death, taxes, inheritance, financial entanglements could have an impact. And with Mars there, it's like you just need to get what needs to be done, done. Jupiter and Saturn will be going through Aquarius and her sixth house. Jupiter making it possible to set up that daily routine to get her art happening makes real great trines to the Gemini group with repeated conjunctions to the moon throughout 2021. So getting that day-to-day routine with her art set up and going, yay. Saturn will also spend time in the 6th, but he will take about two and a half years to do that, making those same trines to that Gemini group, asking for doing this in a disciplined way. Saturn is slower and moving and will take till April of 2022 when he too conjoins the Moon to see if the new routine is working. I must note here that the 6th house can also be about other face-to-face relationship health but a reminder to Saturn's life lessons of setting healthy boundaries Uranus is traveling through Taurus and will catch the Mercury starting next year revolutionary revolutionary ideas inspiration uh, not necessary to have finished work that are triggered by these great ideas just get them down this shakeup highlights May December of 2021 and then again in February of 2022. Neptune in Pisces, yeah, this is the fly in the message. Depending on how 2018-2019 have demonstrated for this client her ability to set boundaries. She will move on to her new career focus if those two years showed that she's figured it out. I say career because Venus rules her second house of income, so it is possible for her to make money doing her art. Pluto is making no aspects for his remaining time in Capricorn. His work here was to challenge her creative juices to transform and I would say now it needs to be birthed into the world. My thoughts about the change of books, only her second change and her first at a peak period and this peak period is on the 10th from Fortune. This is the best one for recognition. It will be a hell of a ride. Her ability to create a daily routine that nourishes her will be what makes the journey of the next 12 years work. Alrighty. So thank you again to my second anonymous client. It was quite interesting to look at this chart. Okay. Coming up next, did you feel it? Saturn backed up into Capricorn on July the 1st. A return to a more concrete, embody the bricks and mortar of life. And in my life, Capricorn is where my moon is. And I feel like I can get back to paying attention to my daily nourishment needs, literally. Yeah, I've been eating a little bit too much. And maybe in that concrete Saturn way, I can take responsibility for not eating 57 slices of bread. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Out there, the news is not so clear. Open, close, open, close. Mask on, mask off. Saturn is retrograde until September the 29th, when it stations at 25 degrees Capricorn. Into that mixed messages come from governing bodies comes Mercury and Mars, who, coming this week, Starting on July the 8th, will tag team each other in a square connection. Ouch. So Mercury is in Cancer. People will be unusually sensitive. And Mars will throw gasoline and poke and prod. Confrontations arising over spoken words or even aggressive action. The sky is not helpful this month. So if you're irritable or if you know somebody who's irritable, yeah, it's going to be very easy for little flashes of fights and arguments and etc. Those of us with strong cardinal signs in our makeup will likely be the worst offenders. The Mercury Mars square will track through six degrees to 19 degrees of Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, and Aries. By the end of July, Mars begins to slow down while Mercury picks up speed and leaves cancer behind. August, we will likely see significant lockdowns or crackdowns as Mars slowly catches up to Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn by square. Okay, so I thought when I realized this, Um, I thought, hmm, okay, so what was the effect in the spring when Mars triggered off the Capricorn group? And it did. It was going through Capricorn in, guess what, March, which was when most of the world had to go into major lockdown. Okay, so Mars is coming around now to square that same Capricorn group. So this pandemic is not over. And, you know, I mean, that's not that's not anything intuitive. All you have to do is watch the numbers tracking around the world. And our neighbors to the south, unfortunately, are not doing well with this at all. But let's just look at exactly what was happening during the last week, 10 days or so of March, which was when Mars was in Capricorn and conjoining Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. Okay, so we had Starbucks closes. You know, our big, big coffee chains were like, oh, how can we do this? How can we, yeah. And so most of those types of facilities just shut right down to begin with. Spring break, unfortunately, saw people not really getting what the problem was, traveling, You know, doing their spring break thing, coming back. And here in Canada, that was responsible for some of the worst outbreaks that uh, eastern Canada had was due to people coming back from their spring break trips. Okay, bringing the virus home to many. Borders began to close at that time. Italy was overwhelmed with coffins. Yuck. The stock market went oh. How, how is this going to work? And took a tumble. Canada takes its athletes, was one of the first countries to take its athletes out of the upcoming Olympics. And, of course, within weeks, the Olympics were canceled. Companies were asked to, um, you know, switch what they were making because we needed things like PPE, and hand sanitizers. So here in Canada, Labatt switched to making hand sanitizers. Italy was showing what it looks like when you do it wrong, 800 deaths in 24 hours. At the same time, people were reaching out to social media to find different ways of being in the world. And of course, most turned to a platform called Zoom, which up until March, I'd never heard of, And then somebody else found Zoom and decided that they needed to bomb Zoom meetings. Fortunately, that was cleared up. The whole airline industry basically began to shut down with airport workers being laid off. Nursing homes became a flashpoint. um, And just how poorly in North America, I'm not sure what it was like in Europe, but here... um, yeah, the way we've been um, managing our aging population, um, all of the downsides, the the mismanagement, the um, underfunding, etc., was exposed in stark death numbers coming out of nursing homes. Okay, um, by the end of the month, oil prices fell to twenty dollars because nobody was doing anything with oil, and. Canada's Alberta scenario: basically, its oil production became worthless. 80% by the end of Mars's transit through Capricorn were under stay-at-home orders. Okay, so, um, and also, of course, our neighbors to the south, their happy red-haired president uh, was advocating malaria drugs with no scientific backup. And they were noticing that their PPE stocks were dwindling. Okay, so now Mars is going to catch up to that same Capricorn group. And Saturn, of course, has backed up into Capricorn. And so starting in August, we will revisit these issues for sure. Okay, so get ready, folks. I would suggest mask on and get really strict with your bubble now today I am going to also look at a full moon that here on the west coast is kind of it's kind of visually going to be sweet Um, as the Sun sets the full moon will rise and it is a partial eclipse so it will carry the seeds forward Um, from sort of the energetic of today into the future. Okay. And it is a checkup on what was seeded on our summer solstice. What comes immediately to my mind is what summer, at least here on the West Coast. I know in the eastern parts of Canada and probably the U.S., they're under huge heat wave, whereas we are wondering... Like I say, what summer? (laughs) Yesterday was so cold. Okay, the full moon chart, though, has an interesting look. And for a few days, either side of this full moon, people that come in, people that are birthed, are going to have similar looking charts. They might be oriented differently, obviously. Um, But um, this perfect bucket where we have the moon on one side, the sun on the other side, and all of the planets are either below, if it's a day chart, or above, if it's a night chart. But they're all sort of bracketed by the sun and moon. And it is it is quite a unique-looking chart. Okay, so the, the sun-moon, the actual opposition... The Capricorn is um, for today. Okay, so we've got uh, the moon will be rising, the sun will be setting, and of course, we've got that Mars making a sign based square to this. Are we balanced on a razor's edge? Hmm, maybe. Direct action is coming. Okay, so. One of the things that you can do is you can take a chart like this and look at it from a symbolic point of view. And so, some of the symbols that one can tie into this moment include fixed stars, asteroids, and Sabian symbols. Now, Sabian symbols are not something that I have discussed yet. No, I don't think I have. So, just a quick sidebar on sabian symbols uh back in the 20s and 30s i think i could have the dates wrong 1920s to 1930s somewhere in there an astrologer got together with a psychic and basically what he did is he held up a card okay he so he wrote out 365 cards so uh one degree aries two degrees aries All the way around the entire wheel. So, you know, he would come to 29 degrees Pisces, right? Um, And so he had 365 cards. He did not show the card to the person. He shuffled them, but he would raise a card. He knew what it was and ask her, what was she seeing And this lady, they took a couple of months, I think. They didn't definitely do it in a day. um, Wrote down all of the symbols that came to her when he raised each one of those 365 cards. And it was later published in a book. It's still available. And it's called Sabian Symbols. Okay, and Sabian is spelled S-A-B-I-A-N. Okay, so the Sabian symbol for this full moon. Okay, so this is the point where the moon is, which is at 13 plus degrees of Capricorn, which you would look at the Sabian symbol for 14 degrees. An ancient bas-relief carved in granite. And it's about foundations. Okay, so I would interpret this as this full moon showing up whether we have the foundations in the world to help us deal with what's actually happening, okay, or are we standing on something that is not supportive of dealing with this current moment in time. Now, the sun itself is conjunct the star Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S, in the neck of the great dog known for being the Royal One. And it's violent. To be caught up in emergence emerging events. Okay, so I'm thinking Royal One getting caught up in emerging events. That would be Trump. Maybe. The asteroid Vesta is also here. One onto herself. We can speculate on how that might affect what we see today. Um. So the thought that just jumps to my mind is we actually have to take care of us and our own in this moment. Okay, we can't expect the royal one to fix things. Don't think that's going to happen. Okay, Mercury, which is retrograding Cancer, um, is conjunct the star Mirzam, M-I-R-Z-A-M. This star is also in the great dog constellation. Speak out. Mercury is also conjunct the asteroid H-Y-G-E-I-A Hygieia. This is interesting. She is a holistic healer. We can sure use that right at the moment. Jupiter and Pluto have Pallas Athena with them. This She is the goddess of warfare, wisdom, skill, and tra- strategy. We definitely don't need the warfare, but we do need the wisdom, skill, and strategy. Okay, so that's part of what the picture is looking out there today, but let's look at more specifically the week to come. Okay, as I already mentioned, today is all about the full moon, um, and it happens at sunset today. Okay, tomorrow the moon continues her journey through Capricorn with a series of conjunctions starting with Jupiter at 3:12 pm. Pluto, oops, let's get to the next page, Pluto at 4:13 pm, uh, and after midnight Saturn at 2:35 p.m. So the question will be, for Monday morning, how are we all feeling about current reality? Monday the 6th, the moon is now in Aquarius. What future will we have without Saturn here to set boundaries? Will we miss the malefic from Aquarius? The moon will trigger Mars at 12.36 p.m., Venus by trine at 5.22 p.m., Uh, The dinner bubble might be just fine, and the square Uranus at 9.37 p.m. A wee shake-up to end the day. Okay, Tuesday, July the 7th, a quiet sky. The moon makes no traditional aspects, Mm -hmm. and this happens more often than I realized as I've been doing this once a week. Back in the day, I never got this specific about tracking daily things. But it is an excellent way to begin to learn and to experience uh, planets, signs, houses, and their energies. Yeah. Okay. July the 9th, the moon is now in Pisces, and it trines the sun in Cancer. This should be a pleasant day. Friday, July the 10th, Pisces moon till 10.05 p.m. when she slips into Aries and we get our first real experience of Mars and Aries. The build up today with sextiles to Capricorn trio will not be out front. So tomorrow could be interesting. Okay. Uh, Saturday, July the 11th. Okay, coming around to my show next week. The Aries moon meets Mars at 2 p.m. West Coast time, and we get our first taste of the six-month phenomena. Okay, so, um, yeah, so next Saturday, and that uh, moon conjunct Mars... Yeah, so coming this week, one wants to see if they can notice a Saturn, which is backed up into Capricorn, is life feeling a little more tangible and more about, okay, what do I need to do today versus how are we going to manage to go into the future? Okay, so what's going to be the concrete backdrop that takes us? Um, into Saturn in Aquarius, which doesn't happen until December. Yeah, so we've got... The review is going to take some time. Now with that Mars, of course, we're going to begin to see just how volatile this Mars can be. But in its first iteration through July, it's just going to probably be about Mars-Mercury. Okay, the squares to... Um, its first set of squares doesn't happen until August, okay, because it's in the early degrees of Aries. It doesn't get to those later degrees, which is where Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn are until August. So we've got a bit of a chance to get used to Mars and Aries without it doing the big whammies. Am I going to say it that way? I think I am going to say it that way. Okay, so... um, Yeah, I have some time left, and if I could figure out how to do the phones, I would take questions, call-ins, which would be lovely. I would love to answer questions for people. So remember that if you are interested in being an anonymous client on the show, go to my website, which is cardinalastrology, all one word, .ca, with a a www at the beginning. And um, fill out, go to the Contact Me page, write your question in the space there, put in your time, date, and place of birth. And I should just maybe do a bit of a reminder about um, birth times. Birth times um, can be found uh, in uh, on birth certificates. Lots of them do have them. Lots of them don't. Um, one can also contact um, the hospital that you were born in for your record, which will show what time you were born. Um, you can also... Um, ask your parents but that's a tricky one and most people will just you know sort of walk up to their mother and say well what time was I born and she'll look at you and go I have no idea (laughs) I was kind of busy at the time not a good idea to just hit them with a direct question best route that I suggest is that you ask them what were the events of the day that you were born on or night So, for instance, if there were other siblings, who took the other siblings? Who took her to the hospital? Did she get to a hospital? Um, So you want to just talk about the whole day, which will help to narrow down the possible time. Um, Astrologers have a technique called rectification, so that if the birth time is not recorded, and again, another place to look is newspaper clippings, baby books, if you were lucky enough to be baby number one, baby number two, three, four, etc. Tend not to have baby books, but then the first one usually does. Um, And the time will be noted there. Or like I say, newspaper announcements. That's another good place to look. But if all else fails, if you can get their memories to narrow it down to, well, it was around lunchtime, I can work with that. Most astrologers can. And, um, you know, so that, well, it was, you know, we had to get up. It was really early in the morning, you know, and so you could ask the question, was the sun up? And if they went no, well, then, depending on the time of year, again, that's going to narrow it down. So if when you're filling out the form, if birth time is a question, just, you know, try to do a little history, a little digging and searching, and give me the parameters, you know, probably between two and three or five and seven or whatever. If it's a two-hour gap, I can usually dial it in. Okay, so, um, but I think I'm done. Am I done? I think I am. Okay, so just a reminder. You have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell River's community radio station. And you've been listening to Maureen Reed and Astrology Today. We will see you again next week. Take care.